to this episode of Outtakes. Today, I'm joined by Victoria Modishard. She is the Regional Marketing Director for the Eastern Region. She's based out of D.C. And what we're going to talk about today is the political landscape for 2020 and the opportunity that we have in Out of Home for that space. This is meant to be a primer, and anything... If you have any questions or any concerns or want to know more, please feel free to reach out to us and we can expand on it with you offline. So for now, hi Victoria. Hi. The first thing we can talk about today is what that landscape looks like and what that opportunity is for out of home. So as Lindsay mentioned, the political advertising landscape today is very different um, than the everyday media buy. Spenders are different. They're not your average media agencies. We're talking about specific political agencies, most of which are in the D.C. area. But in this uh, this election cycle, 2020, um, that's including branching out into agencies that are um, across the country, whether that be in New York or Delaware or Texas, et cetera. Um, additionally, there are PACs, which are political action committees, um, where a lot of dollars come out of. We have the candidates and their campaign offices. Um, We also have associations and nonprofits supporting causes as well as candidates. We have government entities and news publications. Um, So it's it's a great time to be in the space. Um, There's a lot of conversation happening around um, political campaigns, candidates, etc. And we have to note that the political spending is not just on the presidential race either. There are Senate races, congressional races, local races, such as mayors and school board members, and then there's local ballot initiatives. And there's a lot of dollars both locally as well as nationally through some of the larger political agencies. One of the things Victoria and I have spoken a lot about, too, and we'll talk about this as we go through, is that a lot of the money comes from different places. So even down to the ballot initiatives in your local market, sometimes it's that local money she just cited, but other times it's driven by those political action committees who are spending their money across the country and really getting into neighborhoods. So there's a lot of different ways the money is coming in, but it means that there's that much more opportunity. Definitely. And especially in today's media landscape, um, as we all know, the media space is fragmented. So with linear TV, there's issues with cord cutting and the rise of OTT. Um, There's ad blocking, there's digital privacy issues and policy changes, and there's brand safety concerns and distrust. And that's kind of where out of home fills in the gap um, and can cover a lot of the issues that the political planning strategies are having issues with right now. I think it's safe to say that a lot of what we see as people on the street as consumers of media, but also just as potential voters and people in our neighborhoods, we see a lot of spending happening through digital, through TV, as Victoria was just talking about. But if we think about the full political landscape, what is the size of the pie? What does that spend look like? So predictions for the 2020 cycle are roughly $10 billion. Um, And that's according to a recent prediction study. Um, and according to Cantar, over half of the spend will be spent on broadcast television and an additional 20% on cable TV. So that's 70% spent on television of some sort. Um, digital gets about 20% of the overall spend, um, and 60% of the digital spend is spent on Google and Facebook. 
and while the other 40% is typically bought programmatically. Those are rough estimates, um, but that shows that there's mainly investment on the television side and the digital side. And out of home is a great complement for both of those mediums. So that's something we talk about all the time, how out-of-home works so well as the best primer for all things digital. And the reason out-of-home has typically not been as involved in political advertising, for everyone listening and just a little perspective, is because it's been a little bit more cumbersome to buy. It's static. It's much harder to change messaging more quickly. But as we've evolved our offerings and we spent put more of an investment into digital as a company, it means that there's more value to political candidates and political Um, advertisers when it comes to out of home because we do have that reach and impact that no other medium does have. That's a great opportunity for us to have message flexibility um, for political clients. Um, Additionally, we can share the conversation that we're now available programmatically as there's a lot of spend happening in the programmatic space. Hopefully we can be added to some of those programmatic buys with our digital out of home available. As we talk a lot about how out-of-home is the best primer for all things digital, and we think about what digital looks like in the political space, there's a lot of distrust around it from the 2016 election. It took shape in a way that it never has in previous elections, and digital has become even more of a player in people's everyday lives and how they re- and how people are reached. But what is interesting, too, though, is that all of the major players in the digital space do have different restrictions this time for 2022 make sure their environments are more safe for brands, more safe for candidates. So it's a little bit more complicated to buy digital than it was in the past, giving more reason and more chance for people to start thinking about out-of-home and how they can really work well together. Absolutely. I was at a recent um, political marketing conference in D.C., and a lot of the conversation is surrounded um, is around the conversation of policy changes and restrictions in the digital space. So companies such as Twitter, Spotify, TikTok, Google, et cetera, are placing um, restrictions or some are even banning political advertising um, for for this cycle. So it's continuing to be a evolving landscape and an evolving reach struggle that um, allows us a wonderful opportunity to continue the conversation on out of home. I think a natural segue from understanding that there is that opportunity for our out-of-home and that we can really emphasize to advertisers how well we work with digital brands or how well we work in the digital space and complement it is to talk about what that messaging looks like. So we see all sorts of types of political ads um, from everything for advertising valid initiatives, having people want to take action, but also those really heart and heartful and storytelling commercials that we see for candidates. So what does that messaging look like across the board for different candidates for different initiatives? So uh, there are four types of political advertising that are most notable. Um, Right now, there's a lot of fundraising going on. Um, You'll see those types of advertising across various different channels from peer-to-peer texting to um, digital to email marketing, etc. Um, name recognition, the most common use of out of home for name recognition is what everybody sees in their local neighborhood via yard signs. But out of home and digital out of home are so much more than yard signs and can offer a much larger reach. So that's a great opportunity for us to expand their message to the 10th degree. 
Um, additionally, there's action. This could be a vote yes to Prop 3 for various different local ballot initiatives that you may have. Um, or it could be a GOTV campaign. GOTV means get out the vote. These could be sponsored by your local government board of elections, nonprofit, a candidate, etc. Then lastly, where a large portion of the money is spent is in persuasion ads. Persuasion ads are the ads that you typically see on TV that carry that emotional narrative. So, Victoria, what what is the opportunity for out of home and what are some things we should be aware of within our company restrictions as it relates to political advertising? So, the opportunities for out of home, again, pairing with the media mix that they're already investing in. Additionally, our outfront digital out of home is available in over 44 markets. These include your major states such as Florida, California, and Michigan. Linear TV can increase your reach by up to 23%, achieving a near 100% reach when combined with television. That's from a recent MRI Simmons studies. Out of Home is able to reach and impact the younger, harder to reach audience that TikTok and Spotify can't reach due to the restrictions. In fact, Out of Home is the number one most preferred media format among Gen Z and millennials due to a recent Cantor study. And the power of mobile is that it can increase engagement. So pairing Out of Home and mobile together is an opportunity to link to a call for action, so link to register, um, a link to donate, or embed a video to engage with potential voters. And as we think about applying all of this knowledge and these insights that you just shared to our own inventory and in our local markets, what are the restrictions and rules within Outfront that we need to keep in mind as it relates to political advertising? So there are specific asset and location restrictions. Um, and those are on a market-specific location, so definitely reach out to any desired markets to confirm. Additionally, there is a copy approval process, and that would be through the at copy approval email. So any political or issue-oriented copy should be sent there to be approved. Victoria, thank you so much for taking the time today to give this big, very deep primer on what the political advertising landscape looks like today, just for everyone's knowledge, but also how they can apply that to their own businesses and to out of home to try and get incremental dollars that way. Thank you, as always, to everyone listening as well. And until next time, over and out. Mm-hmm.